Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, boys, D'Amico Ryan spoke from the Combine. That's right, D'Amico Ryan's is uh, is at another Combine where, as we all know, last year's draft, they actually they blew it out of the park and uh, did a hell of a job. And uh, they're back on the, on the trail making it happen again this this uh, this year. And, Ron, I'm going to just keep this thing simple, man. I'm going to be honest with you. This is a thankful Tuesday for me. I'm just overly thankful. It's not thankful Thanksgiving. Tuesday. It's not Thanksgiving, but you might ask the question, Clint, what are you thankful for? Clint, what are you thankful for? D'Amico Ryan's being the coach of the Houston Texans. That's a good thing to be thankful for. And I get to cover a team that's coached by a man that gets it. I I, I get to to watch a team every Sunday and talk about them for three hours after the game with my good friend Sean Pendergast with a team for a team that's got a head coach that freaking gets it. And I'm thankful for it, man. He's a defensive-minded head coach. I'm not always the biggest fan of defensive-minded head coaches. You you did not want one. And I'm going to tell you the reasons that I'm not typically a fan of defensive-minded head coaches are specifically why I am in love with D'Amico Rines. I'll start with this, ladies and gentlemen. D'Amico Rines, he spoke today about the group of individuals that he surrounded C.J. Stroud with. And I'm going to be honest with you. Defensive-minded head coaches, they don't all know how to handle a damn quarterback. Hell, there's some offensive-minded head coaches out there that don't know how to handle a quarterback. We've watched arguably the best head coach in, 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 in NFL history, and Bill Belichick, absolutely fail miserably handling the quarterback situation for the New England Patriots outside of Tom Brady. It's not easy. It's not common. So when it happens, I want to point this thing out. D'Amico Rines, when he was asked today about C.J. Stroud and about the success that C.J. Stroud had this season, he outlined something, the supporting cast, and this is absolutely beautiful. You know, when we talk about his growth, I think it starts with the coaches that you surround him with. So we surrounded him with some young coaches, young, talented coaches, and uh, Bobby Slowick, Gerard Johnson, also veteran coaches, and Bill Lazor and Shane Day. 
who's no longer with us, but we just surrounded him with the right guys in the coaching position, but also in his room, right? Having Case Keenum there, a veteran quarterback who's done it at a high level for a long time. So making sure that we have that balance around CJ. So if there's any questions, any things that he may ask or things that he can lean on guys who've been there, done that, seen that before, right? There was not a guy around him that he couldn't ask, he couldn't rely on, who can give him the answers and can share with them his their experiences of how they've seen other quarterbacks right succeed in this league. I mean, you're talking about surrounding a guy with two veteran coaches that have been in the league for a while. You're talking about surrounding the guy with Gerard Johnson, who uh, has he has a long-standing relationship with through the Elite 11, uh, a guy that played at a high level in college and, and played in the league. Uh, obviously, regardless of how much clock he got in the league, you're talking about a guy that that uh, was was in meeting rooms, studied the game, prepared himself for a game, was part of one of 32 for multiple years. That experience is is, is invaluable. And then you talk about Bobby Slowick, experience on both sides of the football. Um, it, it, the, the has been a part of of what is known as the the hottest system right now mm-hmm. in in the game. And then you get to Case Keenum, literally in the locker room in, in the locker room and in, in the quarterback meeting room with him every day going to quarterback dinners throughout the week um, with him on the sideline. Now you've got that player-to-player dynamic where you may say some things to Case that you wouldn't typically express to Bobby Slowick or Gerard Johnson or D'Amico Ryans or Shane Day or, or Laser or any of those guys. Um, the, 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 the way they insulated, if you will, and, 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 and supported and, and provided resources for C.J. Stroud is, is exactly – what I was afraid wouldn't happen when you hire a defensive-minded head coach. And D'Amico Ryan said, well, well, hold on one second. Watch, give me a year. Watch what I do. And, and this is – I had never thought about it. To the, We've had different conversations about the value of Case and about the value of Gerard and Bobby. Um, but, boy, when you hear the head coach – um, just matter-of-factly lay out the supporting cast that you gave for this kid after he had the, the level of success that he had. That was a tremendous job by all involved. And, I mean, and they just they nailed every last one of them, yep. which, is, which, which is wild. And you look at it, Bobby Slowick, they've had a ton of guys come out of that crew, and we've talked about it with CJ, the best start to a career, arguably from a rookie quarterback. Man, Bobby Slowick might have the best start to a career as, as a – or one call. of them as a, as a play caller. <laughs> yeah. Like to come into the situation that he came into and the constant issues that he ran into. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a game where he had he had to he had to win a road game with Case Keenum as his quarterback. Yeah. He had a game where Laramie Tunzel, Titus Howard, like like guys, his best lineman not playing against the Steelers and those pass rushers. So I mean, and there were point plenty of games where he just cooked up. Just masterpiece where you looked at it and said, "Well, this this game is about more than scheme than it is about players," and and so it's just crazy how well they hit on every last one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's just providing resources, man. I, I think I think if we looked around the league, we'd be shocked. Again, we can go right back to New England um, if you want to talk about not providing support for a, for a quarterback. I mean, you, you've got a former defensive coordinator calling plays and a, and a former. Uh, a former special teams coach, um, coordinator, 
as your quarterbacks coach. I mean, it just, what what an absolute mess it is in New England. So there, there's you, there's two ends of the spectrum, right? I mean, I I think you'd be hard pressed to find something a better, more resourceful, more supportive situation for a quarterback than what went on in Houston. Uh, and, and I think you'd, you'd have a hard time finding a worse one than what went on in New England. Just to paint the picture of it ain't like that in every organization. What D'Amico did with this quarterback is special, and I'm talking about the plan that allowed the kid to play at an unbelievably, uh, unbelievably high level. Um, it, that, that's that's number one. Number two, why I'm thankful for D'Amico Ryan today, as D'Amico Ryan spoke to the media from the combine today. Um, th- this point is specifically about the the combine a head coach that flips every single stone as he's uh analyzing players considering whether he should or shouldn't bring them in in the uh in the locker room a guy that understands being present soaking it all up knowing your potential draft picks inside and out i want you guys to listen to uh D'Amico was asked about when he knew and i'm paraphrasing here but when he knew that uh that cj uh, was special. Here's here's D'Amico Ryan's. Well, it started right here at the combine, right? When you were evaluating young players, right? you see CJ come into our room in the formal interviews and just see, you know, he had that calmness about him, right, in the room. And you can tell, for me, I can tell instantly, like, if a guy, you know, has what it takes. Right? And I, I saw that in CJ when he first sat down and he began to speak to us about his background, right, and his college experience. And then you see Right, his teammates and how they spoke about CJ. I remember being here last year, and every Ohio State uh, teammate that sat in our room, they spoke highly of CJ and the type of leader he was, and what he meant to them, and the things that he did to those guys to help them. So it's uh, you can't hide, right? Your true character always will will show, and it showed that CJ was a, a really great guy, raised the right way. And he was the same guy throughout the entire year. He didn't change, right? And that's a true testament to his upbringing, his family, his parents, and the way they raised him. Ron, the the part there to to me that sticks out is just uh, the the head coach that takes the time to flip every single stone as he's evaluating players, whether it's free agents or – it's it's rookies. I, I mean, this, this I know I caught a lot of hell over the last couple of years for coaches and general managers choosing not to be at the combine and not to do this and not to do that. And I'm just a firm believer of taking every opportunity that you that you can to to get a better gauge on exactly what kind of young man you're talking about investing in. Um, once again, just thankful that D'Amico Ryan's mindset is I'm going to be there. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to go the extra mile and talk to the teammates. I, I'm going to personally. Uh, get a great feel for for the guys that we draft, or at the very least, do everything that he can to get a great feel for the guys that he adds to this locker room. Whether they're drafting them or bringing them in in free agency, man, um, you could get the sense from that that maybe they he was a guy that they always loved. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, they first it, it just it just goes even to though show they didn't you, have the first pick. Yeah. If you have the ability to when a guy when somebody walks in the room, whether it's a quarterback or a different player, hell like whether you're in corporate America, when somebody walks in the room, you you just got a you got a, a way of uh of of evaluating or or getting a gut feeling or what if you have the ability to do that uh, and be correct the majority of the time, then you ask ought to be there as often as you possibly can to 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 strengthen that feeling on, on especially if it's a quarterback. But I, I'd be willing to bet you there's a similar story on Will Anderson yep. uh, since they moved up and, and drafted him as well. All right, last but not least, there's a third piece of audio here that I think the uh, 
our listeners, Texans fans, can damn sure be proud of. Um, if y'all remember correctly, and this used to crawl all up in, I mean, I was, ooh, boy, I was hot. Bill O'Brien was the king of rookies don't know what rookies don't know. Rookies don't know nothing. Rookies should wait. Rookies got to learn. Rookies that give you every reason under the sun why rookies can't play. And look, I think the play for the Texans this year, C.J. Will, Tank, I mean, obviously that, that has been put to bed, and that's not a belief of, of, this, of this staff. But I am so thankful today that we don't have a head coach with the Houston Texans that believes in that and believes in it so much that they they will they will go to the the, the podium every day um, and and say say as much that rookies don't know anything and quite frankly I thought then and I think now you sound stupid you sound absolutely silly saying that time and time day in day out. However, <laughs> I feel like that's maybe the the number one thing Bill O'Brien did there really. Well, there was just really like well, it's just it's the high and mighty. Just I know it all, and rookies don't. And it don't no no matter what happens around the. You've been in the, league, in the league long enough. Every year there's a rookie of the year that's balling, and this guy thinks it's. It, it, I mean, he he knows he's the smartest guy in the room. He's gonna stand up on the podium and tell everybody rookies don't know. No, every year there's there's rookies that play at an extremely high level. The guy that ended up replacing you, although it was three years later, D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, just had a rookie, as we talked about, uh, CJ uh, put together the best rookie year that I know I personally have ever seen. Um, and, and Will Anderson went out there and played lights out. Tank Dell was on on the, on the verge of, of, hell, he was going to be in the, in, in the conversation for rookie of the year if he'd have kept going at the rate that he was going. Uh, I mean, there's rookies playing all over the damn field. So it's just, it, it's, it, it's, it's silly as hell that Bill did that. But I'm thankful that we don't have a coach now that believes in that because here's D'Amico Rines. Uh, he was asked about uh, if there's a preference for a rookie or a veteran at a certain position, uh, which I'm assuming we're talking quarterback, center, one of the one of the more like middle linebacker. Um, you know, there, there's a, a lot of these positions that require a lot more communication. Sometimes teams le- lean towards veterans, which makes sense. However, D'Amico Ryan's here he is on on rookies and veterans. Not necessarily so. I always look at it. I tell the young guys they can step up and they can lead from the from the start if they are the right guy for that position. So I don't feel like you have to have a veteran at one particular spot on the team. I feel like there are a lot of rookies who come in and they excel from the start in this league just because they have the right mindset, they're made of the right stuff. So I don't limit like okay, I need to have a veteran at this spot or that spot. Whoever is the best guy, that's who I want out there. Whoever can help us the best, help us win games. Rookie, eight-year veteran, whoever is the best to help us win, that's who I want out Come on, Miko. But doesn't that beat the hell out of the coach telling you that rookies don't know nothing? Rookies can't play? And and you watch your draft pick sit their ass over on the sideline and you know they're not give, being given a shot? There just ain't no way that you could even sit there and watch what you saw last year and believe that. There ain't, there's there's any, no way, right? There's no, really, there's no way you can watch anything in the NFL. Right now, and just believe that. Believe that. Yeah, that was. Godly, I'm just, I'm just thankful for the head coach, man. I, I'm, uh, and, and I'm listening to that raw audio on the way in today, and I'm like, man, this is so refreshing. I mean, this, I mean, the, the Larrys of the world that that have been a fan from jump, man. Uh, the Tylers of the world that have been a, a fan from jump, and who's drunk? Uh, yeah, he is drunk. He's probably listening right now. He's probably like in his feels right now if he's listening to this. He, by the um, way, update. He said he had three shots in addition to those seven margaritas. He's definitely in his feels because Tyler's a guy that gets drunk and gets in his feels. Um, oh God, you're right. 
He's going to send us a. But 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 to those people, Ron. I mean, hell, it, it moves me. I mean, the the people that that the Larrys again and Tyler's of the world. I mean, they they just got to be. They got to thank the good Lord every dang night before they go to bed for D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, the silly stuff. And look, I'll be honest with you. I mean, not to take any minimize anything D'Amico's done. This is common sense. I mean, to me, it's it's common sense. Flip every stone when you're when you're evaluating rookies and and uh, to draft or veterans to bring in. It's common sense that you're going to draft guys, especially with premium picks, and you're going to they're going to come. You want you should want them to play. You should do every. You, your ass should stay late and get them prepared to play. Draft a quarterback. Or hell, I don't care if your quarterback is Case Keenum and he's a free agent veteran and ain't got much left in the tank. Surround him with all of the resources and support that you possibly can to go out there and win games. But but it's shocking how often it doesn't happen. It's shocking how, I think, rare that is. But, uh, boy, to have D'Amico Ryans doing it here in Houston, man, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Maybe a surprise to some fans. A lot of these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and the crazy part is how blatantly obvious that is a good chunk of the time. All right, coming up, I'm going to really have to test uh, Clint Sterner with one of his favorite athletes. One of his favorite athletes in the city of Houston. We'll discuss that coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. All right, welcome back into the drive. As um, we get rolling through here, I'm gonna tell you what, boy, man. That today, uh, today may have been the worst with Red today. Cardio, what happened? Cardio day on Tuesday. Boy, he drugged me. He really, he really drugged me. I mean, it's it, whew. I can remember it right now. Four laps around the building. Then he hit me with he got this new he got this new uh this new mat that's 70, 71 feet down the the length of the of the damn gym. <laughs> Had me on that sled, the old school sled. A couple of twenty fives on there. Yeah. Down and backs. Three of them. Are you pushing and pulling or are you pushing and turning and pushing? Pushing, turning and pushing. And then jog lap down and back. That's one. He hit you with the back pedal yet with it? No, not yet. Red, give it to him. Then he hit me. Then what got me was falling right after that. Red's not real big into the brakes. <laughs> uh, falling, you got 35. Never met a trainer worth the damn it was. 35. 
He hit me. Then he put me on that assault that assault bike. Mm-hmm. Thirty five seconds, ten calories. Is it the fan? Yeah. Thirty five seconds, ten calories, four sets. And then you got to throw also super set with. You got to throw uh, twenty wall balls, right off eighteen pounds. I got to two. I got to the second set. Is this three or four? Oh, four. How many calories you burn? Uh, I think that workout was the eight, eight eighty six. You burning them, boy? Way yeah, to roll now. Eight, eight, yeah, yeah, eight eight thirty three. Short change or went a little uh, eight eight thirty three. I think I may have made a mistake there, Greg. So keep that one in <laughs> and locked. You missed it. We've got Greg. Greg the uh, corrector, he's going to be joining us coming up. Stat new stat boy coming up in the five o'clock hour. Greg will have his list of corrections for me, and hopefully we'll be able to read those coming up a little bit later on. But yeah, man, he tore me up, man. Hurt boy, legs are killing me. Legs are best part of that workout. It's over. Ooh, it kept like there. There kept there kept being moments where I was looking at my watch, my clock, thinking it was over. Hit another one. Hit another one. I thought I thought it I thought it was really over when he he hit me. I had to he had the little square deal where I had to, you know, basically run jump in and out of the square. Yeah. For for ten seconds and then sprint down and back that same seventy seventy one. I thought it was over then. I looked at my I looked at my watch. My watch said ten fifty five. I thought all right, that's it. Really like paced myself to get through those right. three. So you were trying to slow down your rep to get to the well, fifty-five I just figured, spot. I, so like in time, I time, I thought it was over. I thought fifty-five. So you, you, I thought this was you're, it. You're a clock watcher, huh? Oh, uh, I'm t- when I when I'm when I'm nearly on empty. I'm yeah. I, was, I I didn't have much to give. Then he came back and said, I "Got one more." I said one more. You think yeah. he does that because he knows you're watching your clock? I don't know. You got it. You got it. You're all right. That's he definitely what he keeps does. You're all right. Definitely does. I, I, I can see Ron looking, mm-hmm. checking that clock after everyone, real animated too, so Red can see it. Like, hey, I don't want to say it, but Red, have you looked at the clock? Then I had. It, then he had me with the the last one was three sets, the weights, each leg, ten of them, the uh, the old backwards lunge into the to the knee up, driving that thing back yeah, up, huh? Yeah, each leg. I thought I I did. I thought I was gonna pass it. How you feel about it, man? I just, I mean, you've been at it a while now. Sure, feel feel good, but it was today was rough. You gonna be sore? You think? No, I'm sore now. I mean, you got to be two months into this, three months into this thing, right? I'm just, I it's yeah, it's struggled. That was the worst today. You'll feel it tomorrow. The the second, the third set on that assault bike, my thighs. Oh, (sighs) whoo! Yeah, that was a fight, man. You know what I did on mine today? What? My Peloton. Oh, Kindle? Yeah. You get with Kindle, would you? Well, apparently there was a time when I first got the Peloton, I was in pretty good shape. Because I've got a, I've got my 30 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, you, you used know to be I, trying to go with Booger. Yeah, well, I was trying to catch Booger, and it was like it would never happen to me. I never got close. But <laughs> Not yet. Like the the uh, my 30-minute um, record, personal record, you know how you, you, you yeah, got a Peloton. Show it up there, yeah. So, like, in the leaderboard, you can chase other people, or you can chase, like, your personal record. So it's constantly ticking away, and it's constantly right there for you to look at. Well, today, I've been getting back into it. Today, I said, I- I'm going to stay within, started out, I said, I'm going to stay within 25 of my personal record. That 25 quickly went to 50. That 50 went to 75. 
And then by the time I got to the last three minutes of, of the 30-minute ride, I, my goal was to stay within 100 of my personal your record. personal record. That's where you were. And I looked up I looked up Ron with about a minute and a half left, and I'd fallen. Like, I was 102 back. I was like, I can't let it happen. So I started the old. I mean, I was pedaling so hard, my head was shaking. And I, and I made bike. it. 99. You made, you made it? There you go. 99, man. It's a little disheartening sometimes when I see how many people start to pass me. So what do you, when, when, you, going, when you start when to slow going, down, they just, they just buzz past well, you? Well, I just, not even slow down. I'm, I'm just trying to keep my, keep my I'm, I'm going, I'm giving everything I got. Right. And then I look up and it, and it shows like the, the leaderboard and I'm just getting lapped. I get lapped. I had well, to, I, I, at some point I got disheartened. I had to go and turn it off. You turn it off. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but the, the thing, the thing about like the <laughs> thing about the Peloton, like my one complaint as it pertains to that, if you're competitive and you do watch that, um, is there's no way that the upper half of that leaderboard is following what the instructor's saying. Like because there's there's just no there's no way. Yeah, no, because yeah, they're flying they're, through it. Yeah, well, they're giving you a cadence. Like keep your cadence between thirty five and forty five, and keep your speed between ninety and a hundred. They're blowing through. If it. if you do that, you're just not burning calories. They're they're sitting down. They're turning the resistance way, way up. up. Yep. And and, and I think then, that's what Booger does. No question. No question. It's it's what they're doing. But that's the way you just you you start running them calories through the roof, or at least on the machine you do. And and that, there's just there, that, that's my one complaint is like if you follow the rules essentially to what they're giving you. You, you ain't climbing that damn board like some of them people are. No, no, I, I, my, I just, my I'm sitting anyway. there. I'm, I'm sitting. I'll be sitting there. I'm like, damn man, six people just passed me in the last 15 seconds. Well, no, you're at a dead stop. I'm not at a dead you stop. You can't just These stop. Are, I'm not at a dead stop. These people are going. <laughs> These moms, man, that's what it is. These moms, they are just hitting it, boy. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. I'm the the good thing, the one thing I like is, is if you get on a certain time of day, I'm big on the high intensity. My man Matt. The 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 high the, the power. hit stuff no it's the uh, not it's like a it's like a, it is the turning the resistance way up it's like a power uh, power drive or whatever it's called right but, uh, my man Matt he be on there a lot a little, I do like when you get on there with about twelve or fifteen people instead of two thousand yes I feel the see yeah I try to switch to that and now you, I feel you can better. get to one yeah and now and now I'm trying to pass now I'm I'm trying like you can try mind, to compete. Yeah. yeah, and then I, yeah, and I can see the ones that are still up there that had already finished. Yeah, like oh, I'm gonna get them. I'm a big believer in the Peloton. That other one, man. That other one. You hey. been on it lately? You been on yours lately? I did one last week. Last week, a little. You cold. got the bike, right? I got the bike. Got that bike upstairs. Yeah. I like. The, I got. The, I got the bike and the treadmill. The treadmill's nice too. I don't man. think I got it tonight. Well, why would you? You did. You did a cardio day and burnt down near a thousand calories. Why would you tonight? Yes. You know, Red likes you to likes me to get. Two Four, days, man. Four twenty-five at night. Four twenty-five. Well, five times a week he wants me to get four twenty-five at night. This this one is not going to be one of those nights. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. It's not going to be one of them nights. All right, coming up, we will talk about this. The lineup. We know what the big four is for the Astros. For you, think about this. Chew on this. When we come back, we'll discuss it. Who is five? Six and seven. We'll discuss that coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, the lineup, we know the top four. 
It looks like, it, it, or at least what manager Joe Espada believes that he would like to see the top four be. We understand it. We've said it. We saw it today, actually, in their spring training game, in which they got demolished 10-3 by the Nationals. Altuve, Jordan, Bregman, and Tucker. That's what he wants to be the top four. Who's five, six, and seven? Right. If Jake is in the center, is, is in center field, he's going to bat ninth. Um, and and that's nothing against Jake. I just think it just adds up that Jake would be batting dead last as the worst hitter. And then, then you would think it's Pena, based off of what we've seen. He would bat eighth. Now you're in the five, six, and seven. And it's very, very important because you're probably going to have these three guys, especially five and six, come up to the plate a lot of the times with guys on base that you need them to drive in. You'll probably see pitchers pitch around the likes of Jordan, Bregman, or Tucker to try to get to those guys as spots where they think they can get outs in easier than those guys, which makes sense. Who is five, six, and seven? And I think the available ones there are Chaz, Abreu, Diaz. I will not allow Jake. Now, if you want to bring in Pena, that's fine. Maybe if you feel like Pena jumps in, I will not allow Jake. Jake will bat ninth if he is starting in center field. But who is who is your five, six, and seven? Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Those of you on YouTube and Twitch, how does it go? For you, I see someone here, Abreu, Pena, and Diaz. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, That's an interesting one. What is your five, six, and seven? Yeah, look, I, this is an easy one for me. Number it's one. Easy. Yeah, it's easy for me. Look, I, uh, Jose Abreu, Jose Abreu's your, your, your five hole. There, there's Without without a doubt, he's your you five hole. You got Chaz. Who? Your boy. You got, uh, yeah, you yeah, got well, white boy Chaz. Well, I like white boy Chaz, but damn, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a cheerleader. I, I like him. I mean, I, I just, it, the, the, he, he needs to be on the field. He needs to be in a lineup. But in the five hole, it's Jose Abreu. I mean, you've got to you got to trust the career over just last year. Um, you you got to trust the 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 quality at bat um, versus three guys in Chaz Diaz and Pena. If you want to throw him in the mix, those three guys just haven't proven uh, that they're on that level as as Abreu is right now. And I'm not talking about the, the 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 career of Abreu. I'm just talking about getting up there, getting a good quality at bat. Um, and, and and you know making making the 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 pitcher pitch. I mean, I I think you 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 look at Chaz Diaz and Pena, and I, look, I hope they're all they're all young. I hope they get better. But right now, there's still holes in their in their at bats, if you will. I trust Abreu more in that situation. I'm not going to condemn Abreu because of uh, of last season. I'm going to buy more into how he started to come around late and perform better down the stretch. I would have Abreu in the five hole. I would have Diaz in the six hole. And I'd have Chaz, white boy Chaz, uh, in the seven hole. And I believe of the mix, I think Diaz is the mover in that group. I, I, I think I think I he's the one that has the most upside and potential like at, at the play, just natural ability at the plate yeah. where you're like He's the one that could change the game and change things, but he's also the one of the three to me that I have the least amount of confidence to put together a good at bat. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah. and that's 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 the concerning factor. But that's in him. why. But that's why though, right? I mean that that that's why he's the one that you could potentially be see being that five hole hitter down the, down the stretch here, or you could see him batting eighth 
because you like you really just don't know exactly what you're going to get. The ceiling is high. I, look, I, I think for the most part, uh, I think we know who White Boy Chaz is. Um, I think for the most part, we know who Pena is. Um, Diaz is the one that we got such a small sample size and a point you've made multiple times is now all of a sudden he's going to be your everyday catcher. And as you're experiencing right now, after a high cardio day, big cardio day with Reg, your legs are a little sore. Yeah. It's a different animal, especially over an entire season for Diaz. So you don't know exactly, how, is he going to be better? Is he going to be worse? Is he going to be fatigued late? How's he, how's he going to swing? He's going to lose power. How's he going to swing the bat? And how's he going to fare actually catching over the long haul? So, I, look, I, I would go Abreu in the five hole. I feel like I know who Pena and Chaz are in terms of they, they may improve their at-bats, but I still think they're going to be six, seven, eight-hole hitter kind of guys. Diaz is the one that I would bat in the sixth hole, and he's got a real chance to to, to overtake that if Abreu starts slow and he starts hot. So, That's so where your, I'm at. So your five would be Abreu? Abreu, Diaz, white boy. Oh, Clint. Really? I can't have Chaz low, that low. Seven? I, I, I think. Well, I, I mean, mean I, I like just, Chaz, but damn, I, Chaz would at the at the very least bat sixth. Okay, for me, uh, Diaz would be seven. Two reasons: one, as I as I said there, like there there are there's going to be a lot of times where that fifth spot comes up with runners in scoring position, mm-hmm. and just you got to create a good at bat. I'm with you, and I understand the Abreu thought. This guy just has a knack for his career. To um, to produce runs, yeah. and it's just a deal of if Father Time grabs him, then <laughs> sure, then you're in big trouble somewhere else, right? So if he's there, it, it is hard. If I'm Joe Espada to say at least to start this thing, the guy in the postseason that came up big many times against against the Twins and the Rangers in those series with runners in scoring position, he kind of helped things. So I I I get that. The thing with Diaz is one, uh, you got to have guys that are going to be able to put together good at bats in those moments, and I still think that pitchers with a full year will really still have a ability to, to kind of take advantage of him and make him swing sure. out of the strike zone and get him to get himself out in moments like we've seen a little bit. Although, as I said, I think he is the most naturally talented one, and I just don't want to add any pressure. Any more pressure to him coming yeah. in to catching for the first time all year long, right? Like it, it catcher is a defensive position, and and at least that's how the Astros have thought of it. it our, our guy Adam Spolane, who covers the Astros, has always talked about the Astros view it as a defensive position and a defensive position first. So I don't want to put any extra position, any pressure on him batting in the five spot and have to be that big run producer when he already has to deal with the catching part of it. Chaz is the one, though, man. Chaz, for me, Clint, he his game seems to improve and pick up when he's in the moments of runners, in, moment. in, sc- yeah. runners in scoring position. And I, I think everything makes sense. He would be sixth, but I would not be afraid at all if Abreu is showing some, some slippage and Chaz is starting to play the way he did last year. To move him up to to fifth, so right now for me it would be it it, it would be it would be a Chaz and then uh, Diaz right now, but Chaz and Chaz and and Abreu are closer than than 
I think maybe for you. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain either way. Um, you know, I, I, I just feel like the ceiling is, I, I feel like the ceiling is higher for Diaz than than either of those other guys. Um, when I say either of those other guys, I mean Pena and and and, uh, and, and White Boy Chaz. Um, but uh, look, I mean, it, 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 the the key is is it starts with Abreu. And because because he's a Bray, because he has the resume, because you don't want to bell on him after one rough year, um, three quarters of the year, however you want to couch last year for him. Um, and the truth of the matter is, the other guys, all of them we've talked about, are young, unproven. Um, they've got ground to make up if they're going they're going to bat in a five spot in in this lineup. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we'll see what happens. That'll be a critical. Those are going to be critical spots right there because. Those guys will have a chance many, many times this season to come up and do damage uh, because teams are going to be careful with the guys in front of them, and it's good. it's only going to help them. It's, they've, and they've got to find protection for Kyle Tucker. Like Kyle Tucker's now in that spot again where, you know, he, he needs protection. And Abreu, Chaz, and, and Diaz going to have to be those guys. Ron, I got good news for you, man. This this was going to turn you on a bit. All right, I like that. I learned this from my girl Kendall Tool this morning. Okay. On the Pelly. Peloton. Third time we've got Kendall today. You know who's coming up? You know who's who's dropping a new album? Who? Take a wild guess. <laughs> That's a really tough question. Take oh. a wild guess. Kind of a crossover for me and you. Kind of a crossover. Wow. Uh Which Jelly Roll? No, come on, man! I don't, you, think, I, you think I you think I'd stop the show to to, to get you excited about Jelly Roll? I don't I don't know who this is. Like it, it's you, it's not hip hop and it's not country. It's kind of a crossover. Taylor? For nope. That's your. That, I mean, that's your that's your drama. You want to do? I, I just I, I can't even. Who in the hell would it be? Was it Usher? Is it Kings of Leon? Oh, K O L, baby. That's my, that's my that's guys your, right that's there. That's your guys, man. Kings of Leon. Hopefully, coming May the tenth, twenty twenty four. So we right around that. the corner, man. Oh, I'm on that. Couple months, Kings of Leon coming. I'm, I'm all over that, man. I'm all. You think I'm they'll drop there. a single before they drop the, oh, the yeah. whole album? Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Have no, they, they dropped will. a single that I'm that I'm, I'm missing? Have to look it up. I'm about to check it out. Can, can we up, please? Baby. Can we please have fun? Is the name of it? Really? That's a single. They've yeah, dropped so a single. They've hopefully. dropped a single called Mustang. I've not heard it. On that. I did not. I, I, I got. I, I got good. I'm, I'm very disappointed in myself that I did. I was not aware of that. I, another reason why Kendall is is the best. Oh, they got a tour coming up. I mean, I'm telling you, bro. That's uh, when I heard that, I about jumped off that damn pelly and went to looking at it on iTunes or Apple Music, whatever the hell, I, whatever I use, Apple Music. Hopefully, the boys are clean. Is there a different? Hopefully, Caleb's are clean. We lost. Uh, we had a. We lost a, the end. Of the second half of the tour, because. Uh, yeah, I think that's why it's a big deal they're back, man. <laughs> Caleb got so damn drunk, just couldn't, just couldn't keep going. Time to shut it down. Who, who, who did? Who else did that? One of my oh, it's Turnpike Troubadours. They, they had they, in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly where they were in a tour, but they had to. Lead singer had some demons. He had to, he had to go away, go away a bit to deal with. So sometimes uh, yeah, the road will get you. Yeah, the road got, will get you. It's got many. We got a lot, a lot there. All right, coming up. You may not be able to see KOL coming up, but you'll have a chance as soon as we get back. We're going to kick 5 o'clock fire off with a bang and your chance to win a pair of tickets. The final ones of the day to see Laney Wilson Saturday, March 9th 
at the Houston Rodeo. So coming up as soon as we get back, we are kicking off 5 o'clock fire with giveaway for Lanny Wilson. Make sure you're listening. Your chance to win coming up next right here live on The Drive. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 